When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life going to get into a teaching uh, that is going to set the stage for what we're going to be doing with some of our students tonight. Uh, Would y'all give it up for some students in our church that are on fire for Jesus Christ? No, y'all can do better than that. Give it up for some students that love Jesus and they've decided they're not going to put their body out for sale, but they're going to save it and preserve it. Hallelujah. So we're going to do that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to minister to us tonight. Say purity with a purpose. Say it like you mean it. Always say purity with a purpose. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message I'm about to receive. Remain standing. Go to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse number 3. Say it again while you're flipping. Say purity with a purpose. Hallelujah. I'm so proud of our our students tonight. Um, Many of them that are going to be making... That's all right. You can shout for many of them that are going to be making an awesome pledge tonight. And I I want to teach us all tonight, even this message. I don't want you to think this is going to be nice for the teenagers. It's going to be nice for you. Look at the neighbor and say, it's for you. And I'm not even talking to your neighbor tonight. I'm talking to you. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 3. Then this Daniel, Daniel, uh, whose name in Hebrew means God is his judge. Then this Daniel distinguished himself. Distinguished there in Hebrew means he was preferred. Uh, Somebody say, I'm preferred. Above the governors and satraps, because watch this, an excellent spirit. That word excellent, it means exceeding, extraordinary, surpassing spirit, which just means mindset was in him. In other words, he said, I'm not like everybody else, and I'm not trying to spend my life being like everybody else. And just because all of them doing it don't mean that I got to do it because God is my judge. Look, look at the neighbor and say, this sounds like you. Uh, an excellent spirit was in him that means he was extraordinary that means when everybody else stopped on five he kept going to ten when everybody else was trying to clock out right on the dot he said but I'm not done yet if there was a few excellent people here in the auditorium on Wednesday night live I wish you'd make it known all 40 of you okay all right watch this then this Daniel was preferred above everybody else 
because he refused to be like everybody else. So much so the king thought of setting him over the entire nation or realm. Father, tonight, speak to us that we might move in what you have ordained. I am speaking to people, Father, of excellence. I am speaking to people, Father, of power. I am speaking to people that have decided not to be average. And so tonight, Father, I pray that you would speak to us in such a powerful and such a significant way that we would move and walk in those things that you have ordained. And we honor you for it now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five, two, three people, you know the title is Purity with a Purpose. Purity with a Purpose. Uh, this message is for the culmination of several weeks of training that some of our students went through about sexual purity. And as I've already said, this message isn't just for them, but for everybody. Somebody say it's for me. So what I want to do is I want to look in the book of Daniel. Uh, I want to look there in chapter number one. So if you've still got your Bible, uh, you can open it up to Daniel chapter one. If you've got a, a digital Bible or something like that, you can go to that chapter also. Uh, or if not, you can just look on the screens because I want to walk through a few verses to see why this Daniel was so excellent and so impressive that the king thought of placing him, watch this, as the de facto prime minister. That means he would have the authority to act on behalf of the king, which means the king had to think that there was something pretty exciting and extraordinary about this young man. So much so that the other people who were watch this, Daniel as a Hebrew was not the same race or ethnicity as the king. Which means the king said, I'm going to pick an outsider to do a, this job because I think an outsider can do it better than somebody on the inside. Now watch this, Daniel chapter 1, verse 3. We're just going to look at these verses. I'm going to teach you uh, tonight. Is that all right if we exegete the text tonight? Uh, there's several different ways to preach and present the Word of God. One is topical, pick a topic, and then you just essentially take scriptures to support the topic that you're preaching on. There's another now where we exegete, ex, the prefix meaning out of. Somebody say out of where we take the depth out of the text, which means we're going to open this thing up and unpack it. You ever uh, got a gift uh, one time, and as you began to take stuff out, you discovered that it was more than what it actually looked like? Yeah. A a on the top of it, you had some, you know, some of that paper they put in there, and then after you went, there was, there was something there, and then after that, it was some more. Then after that, it was some more. Then after that, it was some more. See, that's how the Word of God is. See, it looks like one thing on the surface, but as you begin to unpack that thing, it's got something great. Somebody say something great. Daniel 1 and 3, then this king instructed Asphenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. Now watch this, eunuchs here in Hebrew means officials, say officials. It means his staff, say his staff. Now check this out. So in other words, he's saying he directed his chief of staff to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. Now this word eunuch comes from a root word which means to castrate. So by method of the metaphor, we can understand that these people were people they were able to use because they weren't prideful so they could be utilized. I want to start by saying if you're prideful and arrogant and think you know everything about everything, no wonder you don't have great experiences or opportunities in life. Is there anybody in here you ever met somebody that just thought they knew everything there was to know about it you couldn't tell them nothing yeah i mean they acted as if they were the end all be all about everything but yet you check the fruit of their life and say evidently you don't know as much as you expounds to know which tells us that if you really want to be used by god you're gonna have to drop your pride uh, Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. Which means if you want to really see great things happen in your life, you're going to have to learn how to say, you know what? I don't know everything and I'm willing to be taught. Is there anybody in here that says, God, I don't have it all figured out. And Lord, I need you to teach me. I dare you to help out your neighbor. Say, Lord, teach me. Lord, teach me. 
I don't have it all figured out, so ain't no sense of me up here trying to pretend like I got all the answers. Because when you're too prideful, you cannot be used. Because the scripture says pride comes before a fall. So whenever you meet somebody who thinks nobody can tell them anything, I got a message for you. You're getting ready to trip and fall. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Verse 4. Young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, gifted in all wisdom. Sound like you. Say thank you. When somebody gives you a compliment, you say thank you, Denver. Verse 4, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who have the ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. So let me tell you what God's looking for. Say, this is what God's looking for. Uh, there were these three traits here. They were gifted with wisdom. That word wisdom uh, uh, literally translates in the Hebrew, and I give you the Hebrew because that's what your Old Testament would be written in. It means skills. Say skills. Somebody say, now this isn't good English, but just say it. You know what we're saying. Say, I got skills. But please understand, uh, uh, God is not interested in people walking around and all they know is how to talk in tongue. That's good, but you're going to need some other tongue. It's nice that you know how to pray, but you also need some skills. It's nice that you come to church, but you also need some skills. Because wisdom means a shortcut. Wisdom is literally the proper application of knowledge, which means God says, I need you to have some skills. In other words, you're going to have to learn how to be excellent about stuff. It's not enough to just wake up and say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, read a book, man. Google something. Figure something out. Y'all not here saying nothing tonight. Touch your neighbor and say, get some skills don't be mad at other people who get opportunities that you don't because they're willing to pay a price that you won't y'all not hearing what I'm saying God's love is free but greatness has a fee and I think it's some people in church on Wednesday night live that say God I I, want to be great in life I don't want to be average I don't want to be messed up all my life say they were skilled say they were skilled but then they possess knowledge. Watch this. It means, watch this. Say I'm a student. Your, your, let me tell you something. Your number one task every day has to be to live life like a student. And let me tell you something. Because watch this, young people. Uh, you may say, but they're going to call me a nerd. Hear me. I, I'm, I'm a living witness. One day they're going to call you boss. They may call you a geek today. But next month, they're going to be, y'all not saying nothing. One day, they're going to have to say, yes, sir, I'm a living witness. Let them talk about you now because you do your homework and because you, y'all not going to say nothing to me now. But one day, they're going to be coming to your office, knocking on the door, headed back to the, does a neighbor say, learn something. So, so every day I approach life like a student. I don't, every day I'm learning something, which means every day I'm putting myself in a position to learn something. Say today, today. I had class. I had class. <laughs> so watch this, all that stuff that angered you, all that stuff that frustrated you, all that stuff that messed with you, you need to spin that and stop, I'm so mad, shut your mad self up. Your anger ain't fixed nothing yet. Instead, you need to look at it and say, I had class today and I learned how not to do that and how not to do that and how not to do that. And Somebody shout, I'm a student. But then watch this. It, didn't, it, it says they were quick to understand. In other words, they had the ability to be the change they wanted to see. Say, I'm quick to understand. Please understand. You ever met somebody that, um, that just uh, wasn't as quick to understand? And they couldn't catch a hint 
a clue, an idea. They were quick to understand. Here's what that means, Harvest. Here's what that means. They had the ability to be the change they wanted to see. If you're sick of something, let me, let me tell you something. All your complaining, all your negativity, all your I'm too grown for this, all that. Let me tell you something. No, you ain't because you still do it. That ain't nothing but talk. Instead, if you're sick of something, change it. You sick of family drama? Be the interruption to the curses in your bloodline. You sick of being broke? Then get out there and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm not going to be broke or messed up or jacked up. Or he did not die for me to have a little bit of life. He said, I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more. But I need somebody in here that says, I'm ready to have life and life more abundant. Yes, sir. What's this now? Say, I'm quick to understand. Which means whenever I see a problem that bothers me, that means God has anointed me to fix it. Some of y'all, you, you go to work and there's little things that bother you. Can I tell you something? You're the one God sent to fix it. The reason it ain't been fixed yet is because you're the one supposed to fix it. I wish you'd get on your job. I need you to just shake your neighbor's arm. Like you're going to shake it off and tell them, you are the change. You are the change. You are the change. If not us, then who? And if not now, then when? I, I just need to know I got some radical people at church on a Wednesday night live that say I'm... Ah. Watch this, verse 5. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and three years of training for them so that at the end of the time they might serve before the king. Look at me, so here's what's happening. The, the, the nation has been captured and they're captured by the Babylonians. Say Babylonians. Uh, uh, and in the book of Daniel, you actually see several different regimes that happen. Uh, but in this, the children of Israel, God's people, have now been captured by the Babylonians. And the king says, I want to find some people amongst these children of Israel that we can utilize. And I want to put them on my staff. I want to put them on my team. So he went to the chief of his eunuchs, which is the chief of his staff, or more specifically, even there, that word means chamberlains. So that means these are people who dealt with the king's affairs. And the king said, now watch this, we're going to feed them and they're going to get to eat like I eat. And, and watch this, and I'm going to give them three years of training. Now, I'm not doing this just so that they can come out and say, I've been trained real good. The king said, I'm doing this because the goal is I need them to come serve me. Now, now watch this. The king took an interest in them. <sighs> Harvest, your church is taking an interest in you. you you're, you're, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, student ministers, your church is taking an interest in you. And we ain't just talking about it, but we're investing and preparing you. See, I thank God for some student leaders in training in our church that care. Now, and you ought to be thankful, Harvest, for a church that involves our students in the church. It is not us and big people church. It's just everybody. Everybody is a southern colloquialism, which means everyone. But watch this, y'all. They needed to be prepared. Say prepared. You know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, uh, our modern culture has made us think we don't have to be prepared. Because you see people who come out with a song where all they do is talk about, hey, hey. And then all of a sudden, now they're wearing all this stuff. And you think they're successful. What you don't know is they rented it. So you're talking about, wow, I'm going to make me a beat and write me a song because I want to be like him. But what you don't know is he got to pay lease payments on that stuff. 
Because everything that good, watch this, and the stuff that they ain't leasing, the rest of that, it just looks real on camera. Because I found something out. When you, watch this. When you're really successful, you don't really like to be that open about it. Because now you make yourself a target. So the people who are flashy, bling, 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 always got to tell somebody how much they got. I'm going to tell you, they probably don't have as much as you think they do. So they have to project it to you. Here's the point. Is that so in our culture, because it seems like people get to just start here just like, wow, overnight. Then sometimes we think we don't need to be prepared. But, but can, let me tell you something. You're always being prepared for something. Now, now I have a question though. Uh, yeah, that preparation is either going to cause you to reign or to be in pain. So you need to decide right here and right now whether or not you're going to reign in life. Not, not reign like this here, but reign like I'm going to conquer and subdue. Or you need to decide whether or not you're going to spend the rest of your days in pain. I know it hurt what so-and-so did to you, but baby, you got to move forward that past that. I know it wasn't fair how your mama treated you, but you got to move past that. I know it wasn't right that your daddy walked out, but you got to move past that, baby. Because you've been in pain for too long. It is time for you to reign. Say it's time for me to reign. Watch this, watch this. They couldn't, let me, let me say this like this. Uh, how you handle today is an interview for what you can have tomorrow. Amen. Say it again. How you handle today is an interview for what you can have tomorrow. Please understand, there's nothing worse than somebody who fails at one thing and then demands to be promoted. How, how you want to be promoted when you failed at level one? But, and you want level two? This is not the United States government. Well, you get promoted when you don't do well. <laughs> yeah, it's quiet in here. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Now, now, now watch this. Especially what are you trying to say? Uh, please understand. What you went through today wasn't about today. It was because God said, I got some over here we're thinking about releasing. But I can't give this to somebody that's going to throw in the towel too easy. I can't give this to somebody that's going to quit because it gets hard. Which means whatever hell you faced on Wednesday, God says if you can handle it right, then I got something great for you on Thursday. But how I handle today, it's an interview for what I can have tomorrow. Now, now watch this. They, they couldn't serve the king until they were prepared. Say prepare. You can't serve a great man any kind of way. It requires excellence. What's this? And you were created to be excellent. Say, I'm excellent. Matter of fact, our church is uh, part of our core values is to produce people of excellence. And that's why some of you've been coming to church. And some of you, it ain't even been that long. It's been two months, been one month, been two weeks. And people who knew you back then say, You changed. Duh! Who else has a stupid statement to make? I'm not trying to be who I was yesterday. I'm trying to change. Is there anybody in here that can say to everybody that's been saying, you changing? Duh! That was the whole idea. I didn't come to Jesus to stay the same way that I was. I came to him so he could change me. Somebody shout, duh! Who else has a stupid comment to make? You ain't act the same since you be going to that harvest. Duh. Duh. <laughs> what other stupid statement would you like to make? You're always talking about God now. Duh. You just be in that church serving all the time. Duh.
If nobody's saying you're different, then something's wrong. That means you're still just like them. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 6. Now, from among those sons of Judah, say Judah, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Now, watch this. Judah in Hebrew means praise. Say praise. Say it loud. Say praise. Now, now watch this. I, I need to say this. God is looking for some people. And in light of what we're getting ready to do, especially some young people. And young just ain't chronological. You can be 84, but if you still got a little something left, y'all not hearing what I'm saying in you, that will praise him and not be ashamed of what you think. It's funny because, watch this, from this day forward, I want all of our students and anybody that wants to at this altar, before they say come down, to praise him radically. Bishop, why? If they can party at the rave, and if they can party at the nightclub, we can party for Jesus at the church. Meet me at the church. It's going down. Why? Because he's been that good to me. Is there anybody in here where God's been good, child? Watch this. Now, if you're serving on a station, do your stationary radical praise. Because here's, here's what happens. People say, people, I just want to party. Let me tell you something. Partying ain't drinking and getting high. Let me tell you what that's called. That's called anesthetizing. Anesthesia. It's making you numb to the fact that, like, and we welcome all of those in a, watch this, overflow on a Wednesday. We welcome all of those in the overflow section at the Aurora campus on a Wednesday. Watch. If you have to drink and get high to have fun, I got an announcement. You ain't having fun. <laughs> but Bishop, it's legal. Ooh, but just because they said it is doesn't mean he said it is. And I know some of y'all had to tell them, Bishop, well, but see, but you take Benadryl to go to sleep. So that's the same thing, so don't be judging, folk. You take NyQuil and don't have no nighttime sneezy, sniffling, stuttering. So don't be judging nobody. Look at the neighbor and say, don't judge nobody. <laughs> hear, hear me though. Partying is not, I just want to party. I, I, drinking and getting high. Oh, please understand. Partying is celebrating the fact that I can have fun and don't have to do those things to do it. It's quiet in here. If you need assistance in feeling good. Watch this, because I'm going to get some of y'all, because some of y'all like, Bishop, tell him, because I'm not a drunk. But let me, I'm going to go and come down your row. But I just need something to take the edge off. The edge of what? Reality? It's quiet up in here. All you're doing is taking something that depresses in an effort to try to not be depressed. So can you explain to me the logic that that makes, the sense that that makes? That's like going to Krispy Kreme talking about I'm going to lose some weight today. It's going down. I'm going to the gym. Or going to the double tree and getting some of them cookies. God, dog. Pray for me. Because, see, when I think of the goodness of the cookie, <laughs> and all is done for me, 
No, I, I, listen. Okay, let me just, just, so, okay, so now I, I try not to mess with sweets, I really do. Somebody got me a dessert thing the other day, and I said, give me a spoonful. I had a spoonful and said, now take that out of my face. But now those cookies, no, they put something in them that, that's not normal. Some hair on or something, they put something in them cookies. That makes it, no, I'm being facetious, I'm being funny. They put something in them. So, so, so we had some guests, y'all remember we had some guests, and, and we had some guests, and so, and so you know, I'm like, well, they were like, well, you want one of them cookies, don't you? I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so now you know if I answered, huh, I was trying to come up with an answer. <laughs> but I, 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 had, I, was just, I had a half a cookie and said, now that was 150 calories. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, back to the regularly scheduled message. Watch this. Watch this. S say, I'm partying. I'm partying. All right, please understand. Bitch, what are you partying? What am I partying about? You're partying about the fact that now that you know Jesus, and if you don't in a few minutes, we believe that you will. You're partying. Watch this. Because now he who finds Jesus finds life. So what are you partying over? That now you don't have to jump from relationship to relationship to relationship to be happy. You found the source of joy and the source of... Yeah, no. well, and so to every Christian that's always depressed and always going through, would you please just be quiet? Because I tell you something, it can be a lot worse. It's somebody that would pay to have your problems. Touch the neighbor and say, God's been good to you. How do you think you've been making it all these years? Because of who you know? Man, please. You've been going, doing as well as you've been doing because God, even if you weren't faithful to him, God said, but I believe that you go. All right, all right, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 7. That to them, the chief of the eunuchs gave name. So Daniel's got his, his three friends here. Got it? And so the chief of the eunuchs, the chief of staff, gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. So check this out. These are Babylonians, and Daniel and his friends are what? Israelites or Hebrews. Okay? Any of those terms works. Now check this out. They gave them names of Babylonians. They, they were Babylonian names. Now, first thing I want you to see, Daniel surrounded himself with friends of excellence. So you think of Daniel by himself, you just ain't read the whole story. It, it was three other friends Daniel had with him. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Let, let me help you understand something. If you can't find any friends of excellence yet, hear me, enjoy you. But don't you dare settle for people in your life that are taking from you and subtracting from you because you don't want to be by yourself. You better learn how to drive yourself to the movies. Drink yourself to dinner. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying because if you start to settle, watch this. If you show me the people around you most, I'll show you who you're becoming. You show me who you are around the most and that is who you are becoming. So no wonder why you were around bitter Barbara. I'm just using that name. I'm just using that name just because it worked with the B. <laughs> Betsy, bitter Betsy. <laughs> or Bubba. Or Bob. 
or Borussia? <laughs> Talking about that's Ethiopia. No, that's a. Right. So what? <laughs> no wonder you're bitter, because you didn't realize osmosis was happening. What is osmosis? It means it is the process of transfer by proximity. It's stuff you're picking up from people you're around that you don't even know you're picking up, but because you're in proximity to them, you're picking it up. And so they're mad at their life, and so now you're mad at your life, and you're like, why am I mad? I was happy the other day. But now osmosis has happened, and you picked up the... Chickens have a lot of friends. Eagles don't. So you got to pick today, right here, right now, whether or not you're going to be a prairie chicken. By the way, we eat those. Or whether or not you're going to be an eagle. Because eagles say, sometimes I got to fly by myself. You show me the people around you most, I'll show you who you're becoming. That's who you're becoming. You can say, no, I'm influencing them. Okay. Keep telling yourself that. Whoever you're around most, you, you begin to talk like, you think like, you begin to act like. Now, if you're like Daniel and, and you got some three friends of excellence, not a bad gig. But if your friends are Pookie, Ray Ray, and them, I'm here to tell you. Mm. Now, watch this. The king's chief of staff named these young men, and he gave them what kind of names? Babylonian names. Now, let me, can I teach you for a little bit? Uh, Babylon means confusion, so they gave them names of confused people. You, do, you, do you know the enemy to, to, to uh, men, make some noise. See, now I was figuring we could redeem from the 915 this weekend or whatever. Okay, fellas, make some noise. Make some, make some noise. Thank you. He patted it. Okay, good. You got to sound real big. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> now, now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, the greatest enemy to a man is broken focus. Watch this. That's why when a man is on his quest of success and conquering and subduing, because that's what we were created to do, men. We were not created to be watched. I'm going to say something. Doggone it. No. Grown men shouldn't still need to be raised by the women in which they marry. That's called a spirit of mammy. Okay, I, I, 2015, getting ahead of myself. Okay, all right. So, men, we were created to conquer, rule, subdue. Lion, Mufasa. All right. So do you know what Satan uses against a man that's focused? She has a name. Delilah. One who weakens or makes poor is what that name means in Hebrew. Mr. What are you trying to say? Broken focus is the greatest enemy to a man. Because it's not for a lack of strength or will. It's for a lack of focus. Uh, you ain't got to like what I'm saying. I really, I, it was true before I said it. But Bishop, what are you trying to say? They gave them names of confusion. Say confusion. confusion. So the king's chief of staff named these young men. Watch this. Uh, they gave them what kind of names? Babylonian names. And they were what kind of people? Israelites or Hebrews. But now these weren't just any names, y'all. 
They named them after, watch this, Babylonian gods. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Hananiah, they named Shadrach. Now, Hananiah in Hebrew means grace. Mishael, they named Meshach, which his name in Hebrew means provision. Azariah means favor. They named him Abednego. Daniel's name means God is the judge. They named him Belteshazzar. So you had grace, provision, favor, and God the judge. That they named, watch this, after Babylonian gods. You don't understand my question. You don't understand my question. Maybe you don't understand it because I haven't asked it. Why would they name these four young men after something they worship? I don't know where the help's coming from tonight. Maybe it's over here. These four Hebrew boys, they change, or young men rather, they change their name from these Hebrew names and they give them these Babylonian names, which means confusion. But they're not just any Babylonian names. They name them after Babylonian gods. Well, what do you do to a god? You worship it. They name these four young men after something they worshiped. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Which means evidently, watch this, even their enemies realized there was something great about them. So they named them something they worship. Uh, hello, good evening. Can I make an announcement to you? If you got a lot of hell going on today, it is only an indication of the victory that is to come tomorrow. If you look at the vicissitudes you have today, you'll know how much victory you'll have tomorrow. Vicissitudes just means problems. I says. They named them after, so every time they called their name, they were calling something they worship. Can I ask you a question? Could it be that maybe you're not so messed up and maybe you're not as jacked up? Could it be that really you are a threat to hell? And could it be that really you are a threat to order finally coming in your family and finally coming in your bloodline? And so could it be that the enemy knows something about you that you ain't yet learned about yourself? They named them after something they worshipped. Okay, watch this. Verse 8. But Daniel. So now, remember the story because I'm going verse by verse here. They said, we're going to give these guys all the king's delicacies and his wine, everything the king has to offer. We're going to give these guys and we're going to prepare them. So they said, we're going to give them all of the king's stuff. But remember, this king is a pagan king. He's not, he, he, he's not a king that worships their God. He's not a king that worships Yahweh. He's not a king that worships in English Jehovah. He's not a king that worships the one true God. Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He's not that king. He's a king. He, 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 he represents the world system. Say world system. So he's offering them something. But look at what Daniel says about the offer. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine in which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief eunuchs, or the chief of the king's staff, that he might not defile himself. Look at me. He purposed in his heart. He decided, watch this, that to do those things would be, a, would be against his core values. So because it was against his core values, it simply wasn't going to work for him. All right. Life is so much easier when you learn to decide to be a person that has core values. We talked about it at Epic. We've talked about it all the time. If you won't stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. What are your values? Core values are non-negotiables. Doesn't ever say quit negotiating. You do know negotiating means you're actually saying it's worth less. That's why Rolls Royces don't go on sale. Bentleys don't have discounts. 
Now, I'm not saying be materialistic, but I'm just saying, when was the last time you called a sale at the Gucci store? When was the last time you went to the Louis store and they had a sale? You know why? Because they say, you're going to pay top dollar because we're worth every bit. I'm trying to tell somebody in here, you've been negotiating over your value as a human being for too long and you've been settling for the relationships you're in, settling for the friendships that you're in, settling for the life that you're in. But tonight, somebody shout tonight. But tonight, we end the negotiations because you're worth it. Is there anybody in here that knows that when God made them, he made them to be worth something? Now, now watch, watch this. Let me give you an example of this core values things. Church attendance, for example. Got real quiet right there. I have a personal core value that says I don't miss church. If I'm not here, it's because I'm preaching somewhere. And then I'm still preaching here. Now, now here's what I need to get. I don't miss church. I, I do not believe in that. In 17 plus years of vocational ministry, uh, I have, I, I, I just for the sake of discussion, it's, it's been less than two times, and that would have been due to an extremely extenuating circumstance. This is what you're trying to say. Now, I'm just telling you, I don't believe missing church. So somebody said, oh, Bishop so-and-so got a volleyball game on Wednesday. Oh, I ain't going. Volleyball, that way it covers everything. Basketball, track, football, everything. Volleyball. Volleyball. Oh, well, they like it so much. Well, they need to find a team they like that plays on Thursdays. Because uh, uh, I don't know, Miss Church. This is no big deal because your core values say it's not. But Jesus' core values said he didn't. Now, watch this. If God didn't miss church for nothing, and think about it, he really didn't have to be there. I mean, no, really. I mean, they were preaching about him. He was the word wrapped in flesh. He, 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 was, he, he was the word incarnate. So as, as the rabbis getting up to teach from Torah, as they would have as a Hebrew, first five books of your Bible, I mean, what really is the rabbi going to, I mean, what is he going to tell them? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He's like, that's true. I did say that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if anybody had a reason to miss church, it would be Jesus. Because what you going to teach him about himself? But he gave us an example that he didn't miss for nothing and for nobody. But if your core values tell you, well, it's no big deal, well, then, then it's no big deal to you. If a friend lies to you, ooh-wee, do the doom, do doom, do that, do that, do do do. If a friend lies to you and, you know, they're like not apologetic about it. In fact, told another lie to cover that lie. Watch this. And you keep them as a friend? That's just because your core values don't value honesty. Bishop, what about forgiveness? I can forgive. Ooh, but the Bible don't tell me to forget. I forget the pain, not the lesson. He forgets. I am to remember. It's quiet up in here. Okay. All right. And so I get this example all the time. Somebody punches you in the face. I forgive you. In the name of Jesus, I forgive you. I forgive you. Okay. Okay. But now, watch this. If this is the punching radius here. Okay. This is the punching radius. And so, you know, they got you every way. Right? Okay. So now, if this is the punching radius, now I can forgive you. Okay. But now... 
wisdom tells me what I need to do until I can determine and discern that that arm has been moved down to a stationary position. What I need to do is step right on back here outside of the punching radius. Because if, 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 if you hit me again, there's another interpretation for turn the other cheek. Yes, sir. The interpretation for the turn the other cheek is as I'm coming in for my right hook, I wanted you to see me turn it. It's real quiet right in here. I'm just trying to tell some of y'all, you keep saying, but they keep hurting me, they keep hurting me, they keep hurting me, because you stay in the punching radius. You need to say, I forgive you, but I'm coming right on back over here, which means sometimes you got to tell your mama, mama, I love you, but I'm getting out the punching radius. Daddy, I love you, but I'm getting out the punching radius. Cousin it, I love you, but I'm getting out the punching radius, because if you keep punching me, it ain't your fault no more. I knew you was a puncher. Watch this. Then Daniel decided not to, so he purposed in his heart, so he decided. I'm almost done. Then the scripture says, Daniel decided not to defile himself. That word defile means sustain or pollute himself. But he decided to stay pure. Say pure. pure. So pure, I want to make that in this teaching tantamount to excellent. So he decided to say excellent. Say he decided to say excellent. Watch this. Because he knew, watch this y'all, temporary impurity wasn't worth missing permanent purpose. Rewind. Temporary impurity wasn't worth missing permanent purpose. Daniel said, I'm not negotiating. He said, because this negotiation, watch this, it will lead to another. And one little slip of your values will lead to another slip of your values. And before you know them, the value will, will be the, will, the new rule will be the exception. All right, so let me go on here. For all of us that are, that are working out our mercy. Anybody got a strong gift of mercy? If you don't, you can go online to the harvestcc.me website, and you can take the spiritual gifts test to determine if mercy is one of your top gifts. If you're one of those people who keeps enabling people, and you're like, I don't know why I keep doing this. Gee willikers, gee willikers. Okay, okay, watch this. It may be because mercy is one of your top gifts, and unrestrained mercy is destructive. Because you'll be doing stuff in the name of love, and it's really in the name of I can't check this gift. Move on. Yes, sir. So watch this. Uh, uh, say temporary impurity isn't worth permanent purpose. Watch this. Pure didn't mean he didn't make mistakes. It meant that he decided not to make that his practice. Doesn't neighbor say you will make mistakes, but don't make your practice to be a mistake. It's one thing to fall. Guess what? Get up. It's another thing to fall and, and get stuck while you're falling. Anybody ever felt like the lady in the commercial, I've fallen, help, I've fallen, I can't get up. Well, sometimes you're going to have to just, until you can get up and be like David and encourage yourself. But you better get up, shake your neighbor's heart like you're going to shake it off and tell them, you better get up. You, be you will not die like this. This will not be the end of your story. You better get up. God is looking for some people that are going to decide right here and now not to succumb to what Satan offers. So let me deal specifically with a few things, specifically even as they relate to our students, but even watch this, some grown for. Matter of fact, I was so impressed uh, with, with, uh, with the great progress I've seen our students. Uh, we're going to do an adult version of this uh, coming up. 
uh, the training they went through. Uh, but watch this. All right, so what does Satan offer? What is, what is, what is the world system offers? Well, it, it offers a few things, okay? It offers gossip. Well, come on, church people. Gossip is repeating anything you don't know firsthand to be true. Firsthand ain't somebody told you firsthand. Yeah, man, somebody, I can't stand so-and-so. When did you meet him? I ain't met him. I just know I don't stand him. We have a word for you where I'm from. We call you assassinators. Uh-huh. Uh, watch this. Watch this. So let me deal specifically with some student stuff. All right. So what does the world offer? Being disobedient to your parents. You got quiet right there. Well, bitch, my mama just don't understand. Truth is, she probably don't. But until you pay for it. See, that's a rule. It's called a golden rule. You know what that says? He who has the gold makes the rules. So you can do whatever you want to do out there. Come here, Joshua. But as for me and my house, are you going to do, oh, we don't negotiate on church. You better be dressed by the time I come down them stairs or you're going to come in your robe because I'm not negotiating with no terrorists, foreign or domestic. All right. All right. So, so when you disobey your parents, God makes a promise. It's quiet in here. Now, let me go on and say, because I know like bishop parents just don't understand. All right, so let me come on the other side. All right, so here's the, but parents, that's not a justification to be no half put together parent. You can't be leader on Monday and BFF on Wednesday. No wonder they don't respect you. They don't respect. Some of y'all look at me real otherwise. That's cool. I ain't never scared. I'm All right, so, so what else does the world offer? Being ratchet. Ooh, she ratchet. Because she ratchet. Okay, watch this. Ratchet, for those of you unfamiliar with that term, it is urban vernacular for one who is lacking tact, couth, and other general qualities of excellence. Ratchet is the meeting started at 10. They come in there noisy at 10.15 and asking you what you looking at when you look at them coming in there noisy. Ooh, they ratchet. I'm going to learn y'all tonight. Ratchet, ratchet, ratchet is when you don't know nothing about nothing, yet you're speaking like you're an expert. Ooh, they ratchet. Yeah, come on, y'all go catch it. Ratchet is when you stirring up drama amongst people because since you ain't got none of your own business, you stirring up and getting in other people's business. Ooh, they ratchet. Ratchet is when you're talking to so many different people at different stages of relationships, you forget which one you're talking to. Ooh, you ratchet. And since y'all ain't gonna say nothing, that's cool. That's cool. Because if you don't know who your baby daddy is, ooh, you ratchet. <laughs> I think I feel another. Think, think.
Be seated. Uh, what else does the world offer? So it offers ratchetness. Ratchetness is not showing up for a job that you begged God for. And when he gave it to you, you didn't honor it. That's ratchet. I'm just giving you examples of ratchetness. I'll just give you examples. You, you, anybody ever met ratchet people? Ratchet people? Okay. People just lacking excellence. That's all. Just lacking excellence. That's it. That's it. Uh, what does the world offer? Drugs. And drugs come not just in the form of the drugs you think of. Watch this. Dr drugs can come in the form of food. So, so, sometimes, some, sometimes food can be uh, uh, a drug. Because the purpose of a drug is to take you out of reality. It's quiet in here. Right, watch this. What, what does the world offer? What does the world offer? It offers sex before marriage. And I've taught on, I've taught on this extensively before, but, but here, here, here's what you need to know. I, there's just one point, as I was th thinking of this today, there's just one point I want to mention. Now, everybody, every, who's made mistakes in here? Everybody. Me. Everybody. We've all made mistakes. So even when I give examples, you know, if the shoe fits, don't get all offended. Oh, my God. Okay, just put that shoe on and wear that. Wear that tag. Now, now, because the beauty of harvest is that this is church. We're not going to judge you. Touch your neighbor say, you're not judged here. Because whether I called out an example that fits you or not, I guarantee you, you've had some ratchet days. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. But now watch this. Here's, here's the point with sex before marriage. Um, and here's the deal. And, and, and this is, this is uh, I'm not going to have, so don't worry. Some of you think, oh, my God, he's going to ask me to raise my hand. No. Okay. Watch this, though. Sex before marriage lies to you, listen to me, and makes you think you love who really just relieved your boredom. And, and, and so, and, and, I, and, and I watch this. Somebody said, well, Bishop, I, you know, just, I, just, just listen to what I'm saying. Is that sex before marriage, it creates a false covenant or false agreement amongst the three parts of your personhood. So you are a spirit that has a soul, mind, thoughts, will, emotion that lives in a physical body, right? So that's who you are. So when you have sex before marriage, you are combining all three parts of your humanity. Watch this. With somebody else's humanity. Which is why some of you say, Bishop, I've been single for years and God ain't sent me nobody. Because you still got too many false marriages. So in the spirit, it'd be illegal for him to send you somebody because you still got Tyrone, Jimmy, Craig, this one, that one, the other one. And I'm not saying, don't, don't look at me getting all weirded out, okay? I'm just trying to help you understand something. But tonight... So, so the reason some married folk can't even enjoy their marriages is because truth be told, while they got some paper that say they're together, the reality is, is that they still got 17 people that they still yoke to. And so they spend all their time comparing and contrasting to this and that, and to this and that, and to this and that, because they're really not connected as one because they didn't make sure before they signed that paperwork to get together, they didn't make sure that they had a whole person. And this other one didn't make sure they had a whole person over here. So watch this, teenagers. Hear me, young people, students, everybody. Cougars. <laughs> uh, I ate before church. That, I shouldn't have did that. Or the male equivalent thereof. Um, watch this. Here's, what, here's the main thing you need to know about sex is it lies to you. 
it will tell you they're not that bad. Watch this. Let's, can we? All right, we're going to get real. They only hit you once. It's quiet. It, it, it'll lie to you and tell you, well, she says she's just a friend. <laughs> Sex before marriage, it's a liar. Right? That's why I'm so proud of our students saying, I'm not going to be lied to. And hear me, say, say there's another way. Uh, I'm through. There's only two more verses that I'm going to look at. There's another way to succeed and be accepted. That's not what the world portrays as success. As I was preparing for this message, I decided to do a little recon. Recon just means a little investigation. So I did a little investigation, and, and, I, and I watched a TV show. A few episodes, actually, of this TV show. Um, uh, uh, this show. Love and something. I don't quite recollect the name of the show. <laughs> and because I was like, you know, I, I've been, I, I needed to take a glimpse into uh, a culture. No, 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 I'm being, being really serious. I'm being really serious. I need to take a glimpse into a culture to where, you know, they make beats and party. So I'm like, well, I want to see what that looks like on camera. So I looked at it, and I'm thinking, wow, okay. I, did, I had no clue really what to expect. And I was in there watching. I'm like, okay, so all they do, all these people do is set up, go to the studio, which looked like somebody's backyard or basement. <laughs> looked like the shed in the back. of You remember the shed? In the, if you grew up in the South, every house had a shed in the back of the house. If you grew up in the South, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, and so... You know, you had the shotgun house, but the, it basically was an addition to the house. It was the shed. It was the storage. The addition. And, and, and so and I'm watching this show because I'm like, I need to, I want to glimpse into this culture because I want to see what our students, what our young people, I, I want to see, you know, I want to see what that culture is telling them life is supposed to be. B because they see these people on TV and they see these people on music and they're like, and that's, I'm trying to be her, I'm trying to be him. So I was like, well, let me see what it is that's so great about these people that, that our young people are wanting to, uh, to be like. And I said, all these people have is a bunch of unnecessary drama. And what makes it unnecessary is I'm like, okay, really, y'all just sat here and fought in the, middle of the, in the middle of the street and you poured her purse out all on the floor. See, now I didn't coach you. I coach you because some of y'all some of y'all knew. No, I'm just playing. Okay. For what? You sitting here got all this drama. For what? You, you sitting here out to two o'clock in the morning on a Thursday night. Talking about you living a baller life. Well then why they have to pick you up? Ballers drive their own car. I'm just asking questions. Preguntas. Now, I'm not being critical of nobody's life, and that's why you no know, need to say names and then like that. I'm not, I'm not being critical because we all touch a name and say we're all working our own stuff out. We're all working our own stuff out. So it's not about being critical or judgmental. What I was saying, though, is look, this is the culture. And I said, it ain't nothing but unnecessary drama and mess, and it's not success. I said, these girl, these grown women, some of them who, you know, who are attractive grown women, are sitting here fighting. Oh, and I'm like, what, what's the fight? Like, no, I'm just saying, like, okay, you live in this particular city which has millions and millions and millions of people. Ain't no damn other person 
that you can go find? He's the onlyest one. Onlyest. I made it up. She's the onlyest one. And you see these beautiful women that are just sitting there and getting in fights. That's my man. Evidently not. He who has to announce what should be obvious isn't convinced. So ladies, if you got to announce all the time, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm grand. Okay, no, you're not. I'm going to catch. Evidently not. You ain't been caught. No, don't announce it. Let it speak for itself. Fellas, if you handle your business, let it speak for itself. Now, let me move on because let me move on. Let me move on. I, I was just looking. I was like, this is, this is what our culture is, is receiving as success. And people are wanting to grow up to be like that. And I said, what would it be if some Christians, I don't know, in Denver, I don't know, let me read this report, in Houston, in Ackworth, in Fort Bragg, in Chanute, in New Orleans, in Dallas, Dallas, in Richmond, in Orange, California. What if some Christians said, there's another way to succeed and it doesn't require all of that unnecessary drama? I'm done. Here it is. Uh, Daniel, in that verse, in that same verse, in verse number eight, the scripture says that Daniel asked. Say, he asked. He asked the chief of staff. He asked him. He said, could he not defile himself? Here's what you see. Uh, Say, he was excellent. And remember, I I asked you for the sake of this teaching, we're going to make excellent tantamount or equal to the word pure. Here's what he said. He said to the chief of staff of the king, he said, watch this. He said, "Um, may I have permission to not defile myself? Here's what I want you to see. Daniel was so excellent that he respected and honored authority, even when being rebellious could have been explained away. He could have said, well, you know, he's a pagan king. I'm not going to do what he said. You know, I'm not doing that. Daniel was a man of honor. Say honor. honor. He's a man of respect. Say respect. respect. Watch this. Please understand. Hear, hear me, everybody. There's nothing cute or masculine or nice or great or whatever adjective you like to use there. There's nothing great about being a dishonorable, disrespectful person. We'll say it again. There's nothing great or nice about that. So, say, I'm a person of excellence. You know, some people say, I'm going to let them know. I'm going to let them know. I'm going to let them know. Really, what would you let them know? Because an enemy is an enemy. All right, let's move on. Verse 19. Then the king, so we're skipping these verses. So what happens in between, they're like, listen, Daniel and his friends of excellence, say friends of excellence. They're like, we're not, you know, we're not going to defile ourselves. And, the, and the, 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 the chief of staff, he says to him, well, listen, if I do this and it doesn't work out, the king's going to be extremely upset. And he was like, man, the king's going to get real mad about this. And, you know, he could lose his job. He could kill him, so, so on and so forth. And, and so Daniel and his three friends, they make a deal. The deal is, well, let us, uh, we're just going to eat, you know, fruits and vegetables, et cetera, et cetera. Let us do that. And then after 10 days, you can come judge to see. So after 10 days, when they came back, they were able to judge and see that Daniel and his three friends, say Daniel, Daniel. and his friends, he was able to see that, that they looked better than the guys eating the stuff the king gave them. Translation, them doing it God's way, when you checked at the end, 
they were better off than those who did it the world's way. See, I'm here to tell somebody that says, I've been following God and it doesn't seem like it's doing me any good. I've been faithful. It doesn't seem like it's working. Baby, wait to the end. Because when we check the end, I'm not talking about when you die and get over there. I'm talking about wait till Friday. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? If you'll check a little bit later, you'll discover that everybody that was trying to do it the world's way, it didn't work. That's why some of you, let me talk to somebody tonight. You got friends that were in high school that you were like, they teased you because you went to church and they teased you because you did this and did that. But now you look for them and you look at their life and you're like, my God, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I had the audacity to be different. Verse 20, and here it is, the coup de grace. Verse 19, excuse me. Then the king interviewed them. And among them all, none, say none was found like you. I don't care what mistakes you've made. I don't care what problems people say you have or you say about yourself. When the king comes and looks, watch this, he ain't going to find nobody. Shout your name. The king interviewed them, and among them was found none like you, like us. Therefore, watch this, they served before the king. Check this out. They had opportunities the others weren't given. Look, look at me, look at me. You can either read about history or make it. You can just read history or you can make history. Now, you may be thinking, but Bishop, I'm just a this. Bishop, I'm just a this. Bishop, I'm just a this. Bishop, I'm just a that. Here's what you need to understand. Big doors. You might be a customer service rep at the bottom of the totem pole in the corporate structure, but big doors swing on small hinges, which means touch your neighbor, say you're greater than you think. That was the wrong neighbor. Touch the other one, say there's more in you than you know. I'm here to tell, and I've been sent tonight to call that greatness that's on the inside of you out of you, to call that excellence that's in you out of you, to call that king that's in you out of you, to here it is, verse 20. I want you to read this one with me because we're talking about you. Say your name. This, this book is about you and in all manners of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them. Who's them? Us. Usums, which is southern vernacular for everyone in, is included. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them. Read this next part. He found them 10 times better. They were 10 times better than the world. So what do you mean by world? Those that don't serve Jesus. Those who say, I ain't doing that church thing. They were 10 times better. They had purity, excellence. But it had a purpose. And if you read on the verse we started with in Daniel chapter 6, it teaches us that Daniel was so excellent, the king said, he ought to do what I do. Can I I help you with something tonight? Uh, You were created to be the excellent one. You were created. To be the one that when, watch this, when your job looks at you, they say, we got 15 other people that been here longer than you, more qualified than you, but it's something about you. 
How do you think we actually take over? We got to infiltrate so we can take over. And if you're at school, you've been sent there to take over. If you're on a job, you've been sent there to take over. In your family, you've been sent there. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.